0: Hello, everyone. My guest today is Chris Hall. He's the CEO of a company called Binder, which has grown and he's grown the company to over 200 employees with six international offices in just three short years. He first conceptualized the idea in 2010 while working to establish a web development company, Label A, which is still in business. In 2012, the Binder was incorporated and by early 2013 had a license for business. Chris, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. All right. What is Binder and what's your business model? How do you make money?
1: Um, well, it's we're we're a SaaS company, software as a service, um, and we are solving the problem that uh, the marketing departments are experiencing. They can't find their files, so we're basically solving the the, the age old problem of going through subfolders and searching everywhere on your local drives and network drives to find imagery or logos or the right version of the right file.
0: Yeah, this is like the marketing person just finished the demo call, the, set, the person said, yes, yeah, send the proposal, and they're like shit in their Google Drive trying to find the right proposal to send, yeah. right? Yeah, and sales, I mean,
1: they always use the old version of the keynote, and so there's always sort of this, this, these, all these old documents, old versions uh, flying around. Um, so that's
0: sort of the, the problem we're trying to solve. I get it completely. What are people paying you, would you say, on average per year for this?
1: Um, well, our enterprise customers is, I think it's about 5,500 a month now. Okay. Um, and our ASP is 2,400, something around that. Uh,
0: I don't understand your, a- how is your ASP? Sorry, 20- uh, no, 24k. Sorry. Got it. 5,500 times 12.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's on the enterprise average, uh, average price. And then, um, our overall typical deal size is, uh, it's 24,
0: 25 K. Got it. I see. So, so yeah. sorry. Yep. Yeah. So on the, on the, on the high side, you have enterprises at, at the fifty five hundred bucks a month or about 60, 70 grand on the low side, you've got 24 grand annually. Yeah. Okay. And right. What, what pricing mechanics are you using to drive people from a lower tiered plan to a higher tiered plan? Is it number of seats, additional features? What is it? Well, we're,
1: we recently launched, um, a freemium model that is, so uh, we're kind of rethinking that whole step because that is the, the, the tough part, right? We, we used to be seat based with a model module pricing. So, um, basically for the enterprise, we'll, the more modules they buy, the more they're paying on a, on a fixed rate. And then on top of that, there's a, there's a seat based price. Um, but it's, a, it's, it's difficult to do that. And, uh, so we're, we're sort of moving in, um, into usage based pricing.
0: And what is the usage kind of consumption metric that is number one for you? Uh, that's also a good question because we just launched our free
1: uh, product. Um, right now, we are tracking well. We're tracking everything basically, but the 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 one we're probably going to use in 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 the new pricing is uh, the number of events basically. So, and those are ROI event, events. So basically the the idea behind the new pricing is uh, make it as fair as possible and as as closely aligned to the return investment of the customers as possible as well. So it sort of seems logical. Yeah. You know, if you're making more money, if you're using it a lot, the more you use it, the more you pay.
0: See, but people still, people can still have the focus you just articulated and still get the consumption metric wrong. Like Facebook credits a lot of their success to realizing they had to get their, it's obviously consumer play there, but they had to get every new Facebook user to get seven friends in the first 10 days for them to be sticky, right? That simplicity is like critical. So for like you, are you still experimenting? I mean, can you say a statement like we have to have the company in the first month do 10 file lookup searches for them to be sticky
1: um, well it's a mix of those different things and we're actually tracking those personas and tracking the most likely cohorts that that will actually become active users and convert to paying users um, we're tracking that through uh, through amplitude um and we're discovering so there's different personas and there's different ways to get to that critical lock-in or critical stickiness so it's not one metric um it could be the amount of people they invite because we have unlimited users in this model um so the more they invite people and the more they upload and the more they start sharing those files that's a good indicator of, of stickiness but it's there are different, different paths to, uh, to conversion.
0: Why are you choosing to figure out that magical number by, by looking at new cohorts versus going into your, you know, downloading your current customers, looking at the ones that have paid you the most and saying, what did they do in their first month that has now led them 10 years later to pay us this much money?
1: Well, um, we have been looking at our our existing data for our flagship product. Um, but one of the things that we've noticed is what we want to try and do is bring down, which is sort of a, uh, Legacy name, or the, that's the category name we're in—digital asset management. Um, trying to bring that to the masses. Uh, it, CRM, CMS systems—they used to be high-end enterprise solutions, and now it's sort of commodity. And we're trying to do the same thing with with DAM. Um, so what we're trying to remove is that barrier of a of a long implementation period, um, and we're trying to automate that. So. we can't really compare that, that first initial usage, um, with our flagship product because it's a different, it's a different
0: So you launched in 2012. Where are you at today in terms of total paying customers?
1: Uh, we have 450 plus clients right now. Um, uh, and over 250,000 users in the, in, in the system. Um, I think over 50 countries we're active in. So yeah, it's, um, starting to take some uh it's starting to get some traction
0: no it's great and you said earlier kind of your minimum acv or asp was around 24 grand or two grand or two grand a month can i take the two grand times the 450 and assume you're doing about 900 grand a month in revenue um how's my just tell me where my math's wrong it's uh, my fault maybe I, i got some wrong numbers there but um
1: no, we're, um, we passed the, the sort of the 10 million ARR mark, uh, last year. Um,
0: and this that, year would the, like, that would be like, that'd be like 880 grand a month, something like that.
1: So we passed the 20 million as well this year. So, um, we're a little over that.
0: Yep. So, so just to be clear, you, uh, I want to make sure I got that right. So last year in December, 2016, your run rate, you'd passed the 10 million mark this year. You're going to double and you've passed, you know, the $20 million AR mark. Yeah. Got it. So it's really healthy growth. Have you bootstrapped this or you raised capital?
1: Yeah. So we started in 2013 and it really was sort of a spin-off of our, um, uh, of a development agency. I started, uh, with a couple of friends of mine and you know, that was back in 2008, just the three of us at the kitchen table. Um, and this was sort of a tool we started developing to help ourselves scratching our own itch. We got a lot of customers and it was always a hassle to get the files, the right files and the right version to them. Um, and that was 2013 when we actually incorporated that as a separate company, uh, sort of as a little sister. And, and, well, that was back in 2013. So that, well, a couple of years uh, along and some pretty spectacular growth, I guess.
0: So have you raised or have you bootstrapped? Yeah, so we were bootstrapped until then. Um, and
1: last year, uh, August, we did our first round of funding with... Uh, uh, insight venture capital, i sorry, insight venture. Chris,
0: you go to the dark side. Why? <laughs> you don't uh, even know their name. Why do it?
1: Sorry. They're good. Uh, you know, it's a big step to do. Um, it
0: was our first round
1: and, um, it was a very exciting, uh, ambitious step to, to, to do a round with those guys. What was uh, the
0: round size? How much? Uh, it was
1: 22 million. Well, 20 million euros. So about $22 million. Uh, dollars.
0: Yep. And and so why'd you do it though? Like you're you're killing it. How do we get there? No, why? Why do you do it? Well, that's also a good question
1: because we try to sort of prolong that as long as possible. And I think um, anyone bootstrapping recognizes that sort of number one, two, and three problem in your life is cash. Uh, It's very cash flow driven, Um, and at a certain point that is just a, it's it's too much of a barrier to, um and and it's and it's slowing down the potential growth um and yeah, you know, we were you know ready to go for it and, and and really start to scale uh but it's you know it's a big it's a big change going from cash flow cash flow cash flow as a problem if you remove that sort of that problem i remember thinking oh imagine when when we don't have to worry about money anymore yeah uh, but then you get 99 new problems uh, instead of that, and then we sort of think money, back. You
0: got 99 problems, but money ain't one. Money ain't one, but I wish it was because that, that at least that's a
1: simple metric, right? You can. Uh, was
0: it all is, was all that exactly. money operational capital, or did you take some off and sell some of your own equity to get a little bit of a return for yourself?
1: No, it's it's all growth. It's it was all, all
0: growth. growth. And do you mind me asking? I mean, were you able to get? I mean, I'm curious what valuations were back then about a year ago. Were you get like three, four, five x top line, or um, a little bit more than that. Okay, a little bit more. Okay, so that's, so, I mean, so you sold less, it started to say you sold less than 15% of the company for that.
1: Um, Well, let me put it this way. We're still, they're a minority
0: shareholder, and uh, I
1: still control the, the
0: uh, majority of the shares. Sole founder or no? Sorry? Were you the sole founder or no? Uh, yeah, sole founder, yeah. Got it. So there's you, there's some amount of equity that's a minority, which is inside Venture Partners. Do you have an equity pool for employees or no? Yeah.
1: Well, we have a couple of other shareholders that were, you know, the first employees to join. So, um, uh, yeah, there's still some other shareholders in the management team. Um, but other than that, we're not that far diluted yet. So we still have sort of potentially room if we want to do a B or C round. We um, we could do that without really hurting the the, the whole cap table structure.
0: Guys, big news, last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, If you had at the same time you got the offer for twenty million from Insight, if you had someone like Benioff come to you, Mark Benioff from Salesforce come to you and say, "Hey, we'll 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 buy the whole thing for sixty million right now," would you have taken that deal? No, no. you you wouldn't have. Interesting, no, no. interesting. So you're you're like a billion or bust kind of guy. You don't care if you only own five percent by the end of it, but you want a billion dollar Fair. company. Um, yeah,
1: it, it, it's, it, it's a little different because we were pretty big when we did this. I mean, this is very late. We were already pretty big when we did this round. So
0: yeah, you were like 10, 15 million ARR, right?
1: Uh, yeah, we did the round. Yeah. So that, that was our first, um, round of funding. And I think usually at that kind of scale, it's, it's, it, that's more like a B or a C round. So the, the dilution is a lot higher. Um, and yeah, we, we're sort of in a good position that we, we were cash flow neutral when we when we did the round, so it's not we're not with our backs against the wall, racing to a B and a C round. Um, we are able to put all this money into real growth, so it's it's slightly less risky, maybe than your typical um, yeah, you know, all or nothing uh, uh, Silicon Valley startup.
0: What's your churn look like annually?
1: Um, well, we have a uh, a net negative churn, so revenue our, churn. Our- our retention rates are quite good. Um, last year was like our, our, our net dollar retention was like 111%. Yeah, it was 111. Um, that went down a little bit this year, so we're trying to improve that. It's scale, um, sort of trending up again.
0: Okay. If you gave me uh, that same number gross, though, what would it be? Um, Do you know? I, you know the gross retention was... Mm, 94 94 gross so you drove significant upsell expansion to make up that gap
1: yeah Sorry. yeah, yeah well, um, well that's that's a, a tough lesson to learn really to um do upsells in, in enterprise it, that means you have to have a very healthy product uh good customer success teams good support uh to actually upsell on those on those larger accounts but that's it a it is a really important, especially for long term. I think it's really important that, that we manage churn, obviously, because you know that's potentially more important than uh, than the net new sales. If you can, you know, if you're losing 10% every year, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it.
0: Yep, no, that's right. And then, what do you look at when you look at your team size and all that? By the way, how many people are you now?
1: Uh, Run about 270.
0: Okay. So when you look at your people dedicated to sales and any paid marketing spend you're doing every month, what's your fully weighted CAC look like and what do you like to keep payback period under?
1: Um well, we want to we want to be around 12 months, uh 12 to 14 months. Um You're higher that is, than that now? We are higher than that. Um but that's trending down again. It's it's it, there's differences we we tend to look at the um also, just a, a sort of a rolling average in that as well, because there's going to be peak months that is sort of slightly out of whack. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's 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 around um, it, around 16 to 18 months, uh, but we should be able to get that down. And with that, first- I'm not concerned about that. I think if you're growing at this rate, if you're still sort of uh, around the 100% growth rate, um, I think a 16 month payback period. It wasn't
0: too bad. Yeah. So in a 60 month payback period and your first year ACV is typically at a minimum 24 grand. That means you're, you know, you're spending call it 30 grand to acquire a new customer, but that's coming down and you have no cash problems because the raise. Yeah. So makes, it's not a
1: huge issue.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Chris, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite sure. business book?
1: Um, it used to be also uh, well, is sort of rework, uh, you know, rework. Yep. Uh, that's from uh, 37 singles.
0: Uh,
1: but also the hard thing about hard things.
0: That's sure, that's a good, uh, ben Horowitz, it's a good one. Number two, Chris, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now?
1: Um, I personally admire Bill Gates actually, uh, just the, the way he sort of transitioned um, uh, from being the, the, the biggest tech entrepreneur to the biggest philanthropist. So I think that's, uh, if you can, if I can never do that, that would be, uh, that'd
0: be. Number three, what's your favorite online tool besides your own? Um,
1: I think i'm gonna go with amplitude yeah uh, well as i can play around with that for hours like just checking out the the stats and the trends
0: cool number four how many hours of sleep do you get every night when you're not checking amplitude Ooh, um, it varies to be honest i uh
1: if i have a problem in my head i will not I will not be able to sleep until I've sort of solved it. Um, it's, it's not worries that keep me up. It's, it's sort of challenges or issues. So what do you get on uh, average? I'd say f- yeah, six, seven hours, probably okay, six hours. Good.
0: And what's your uh, situation married single. You have kids. Uh, I have two kids. Um,
1: and, uh, well, uh, Chantal is my, is my partner with those kids, but, uh, and the mother, but we're not married. So Got it, so
0: divorce, divorce. We should probably get
1: married just to be able to say, yeah, she's my wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got <laughs> I, it, that makes good sense. And how old are you, Chris? I am 38. 38, okay, very good. Last question, take us back 18 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: Um, I'd say that takes some experience though, but I trust gut feeling a little bit more. Uh, I think any kind of mistake I've made is usually not following gut feeling. Um, so I, I'd say, just follow your gut feeling a little bit quicker and, and, and more
0: chris hall follow your gut 2013 so 2012 spun out the company binder helps you quickly your sales people specifically marketing quickly find documents they need to get the stuff done like closed sales 270 people now super healthy economics they bootstrapped up to about 10 million 15 million in arr this year will pass 20 million in arr they've raised 22 million bucks just recently have customers paying a minimum first year of about 24 grand uh super healthy economics 94 percent gross revenue retention every year. That's uh, 111% when you do that net wise, Uh 16 month payback period, about 30 grand to acquire customers growing quickly. Chris, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot.